Shall we begin? You're listening to the Buzz Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 53. Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, the only podcast that puts the reaming in streaming. Hey, <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. <clears throat> Just reaming. Just reaming it out. <laughs> Netflix and ream. That's that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, boys? How you doing? Good. How you doing? Good. Good, good. Jay? Good, good. Fantastic. Good, man. It's good to see your face. You too. Your face looks awfully facey today. <laughs> Uh, so what's going on? What have you been up to? Nothing. I'm just looking at your face now. Oh. I just, like, they can't. It's, <laughs> it's right. It's facey. Is it? <laughs> hey, did, Mike, does your face hurt? Because it's hurting me. Yeah, it does, actually. <laughs> my, <laughs> my face does. I decided that it was a good idea to take a giant chunk out of my lip again the other day. So if I sound like I have a dick in my mouth... It's because he does! <laughs> it's partially because of the dick, partially because my lip is swollen, so... <laughs> Y'all got that to look forward to tonight. Mm. Sound like you got a big wad of chewing tobacco oh, up in there. God, I wish that's what I had. Just keep drinking, Mike. You'll feel yep. better. It'll, it'll, I'll, feel, I'll feel better <laughs> about an hour. Speaking of feeling better, or, or drinking, one of those two, Yeah. <laughs> uh, our friend Tank. Yes, Matt Tankersley. Text, texted me today. The legend. And he goes, I'm restarting your podcast from the beginning again. I think he's done this before. Why? And apparently he's cracking up at how drunk we used to get on the oh, show. jeez. <laughs> <laughs> the, the early days of the show, we kind of had to feel our way through. Uh... <laughs> well, I used to do that, and then I moved a half hour away from the studio location. So. I find it funny. There were there were a few times, especially like you. Not no offense, but you are the most noticeable when you yep, get drunk because yep. you really start to slur for the. You know. Well, tonight's gonna sound like that all the time because I can't talk. Because <laughs> of the dick in your mouth. That's it. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, not too much going on. We had another bachelor party this weekend. We did. We the did fourth and final. Is this the last one? Are we done yes. with bachelor parties? Finally? Unless unless our other buddy decides to have a second one. Because people do that. Now. <laughs> I, I don't know. Everybody has two bachelor parties. You do a you do a, a one that's away for the weekend and then you have a local stagger for that all your other buddies. That seems to be the new trend. It's just, yeah. I did it. Yeah. Twice. Tw- tw- what do you mean, twice? Twice. Tw- yeah, I had two separate bachelor parties. Yeah, well, and, but they both, though, went away and then you had another one here. Oh. For Greg and for Brian. No, or I'm talking Jeff. about me. I'm talking about yeah. my... Oh, you did. Ha, I'm so stupid. <laughs> Catch up, Michael. Sorry. Get I'm the here. dick out of your mouth. Ah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so we had a bachelor party. It was fun. Hung out with our with our boys. Boys in the house. Drank some beers, smoked some cigars. I, you know what I drank? I had a LaCroix. Did you have a LaCroix? I did have a LaCroix. What flavor? It was the orange one because Levi didn't like orange. And I had oh. to be up at 5.30 in the morning, so I was... 
You did smoke uh, a big ass stogie. Hell though. yeah, I did. I didn't try that thing. Is it? It was a latte something. Yeah, or Java other? latte, fantastic. I need to try that. That sounds good. I almost bought that one. <clears throat> oh really? What'd you have? When we were at the store uh, earlier that day, uh, like I, I know nothing about cigars, mm. and so I walk into this this giant humidor, and I'm like, all right, I'm walking around. He goes, oh, can I help you guys? I go, yeah. He goes, I go, I might look like I know what I'm looking at. I know nothing about different types of cigars and whatnot. So this like, just looks like a bunch of big brown dicks to me. I made the mistake of saying, <clears throat> I want something that has a mild flavor. Yeah. And he took that as something that's actually flavored, not just like cigar flavored. Oh, yeah. And so he brought me over to those Java ones. Oh. And I go, it sounds delicious and all. <clears throat> not exactly what I meant, though. Should have pulled the trigger. But should have. Um. Yeah, so we had a big old steak dinner. We watched the fight. We did. What'd you think of the fight? Yeah, it was a fight. In very, case, it was very fighty. In case anybody's uh, wondering what I'm talking about, obviously the fight is the the, uh, the fight, the McGregor Mayweather yes. fight. I was a little bit disappointed in it, honestly. I I know why they called it off, but in in UFC that would not have that would not would not have been called off. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know that he was not answering every single punch that Mayweather was throwing at him, but they go a lot further than that in well, the UFC. Even in his own words, I taught. <laughs> I thought that they ended the fight a bit early. <laughs> McGregor. I could, you know what, though? I could I, listen to that guy talk shit all day yeah. just because his voice is hilarious. That that, <clears throat> uh, that fight, though, like still like was such a good outcome for McGregor, though. It took the best boxer to ever, like, pound for pound, walk the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Ten rounds to finish a guy that's never boxed before. Yeah. That's fucking incredible. Yeah, it like, says something. If you think about it, <clears throat> McGregor won no matter what. You know, did he take him to Pound Town? Not really. Pound Town, no. <laughs> I mean, he did, but he did, but he didn't. No, I mean, right, right toward the end, Mayweather started to lay into him, and and then they called it before. I Mayweather mean, did what Mayweather does, though. McGregor took the first couple rounds because he came out with a, in a flurry, like he was landing jabs, and he mm-hmm. was landing hooks, like he was. Everybody was, I think, surprised how many <clears throat> hits he was actually landing, and Mayweather was just on defense those first couple rounds until he got and used he was to just him. Waiting for him to and tire then, himself and then out you a saw bit. it. It shifts yeah. and it the balance beam just kind of went and then by the end of the fight Mayweather was taking it to him. Yeah, um, but it was it was a good it was a good fight. I, I won't say that it was a bad fight. We watched it on like the tiniest little like screen. <laughs> was, listen, say what you will. I was not about to pay a hundred dollars. No, so we found no way. we we found it, a way around it. Yeah, and that's yeah. all you need to know. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> well, there was people streaming it on Facebook. There there was a guy that owns a bar. Yeah, or, or, or works for a bar, and he was at that bar watching the fight that they were charging people thirty dollars a person to get into, and he was streaming it on Facebook Live, on his phone. And I was like, "Hey, look at that! That's cool." That so may, did you watch it? That may like or may second. not have been how we watched it. <laughs> there were so many people doing that. Except for we we were, we were watching a dude's feed who had his terrible mixtape running behind it. So every <laughs> well, once in a while he'd jump in and say, "Yo, Justin Jazz, Juicy J, J." What? Well, I think you have to because the sound would get picked up, and that's oh, how you yeah. get flagged. Oh, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. we had to do so it. So he had it on mute, and then he had his mixtape yep. running over. Yeah. It, and it but was we terrible. had a, we had our phone though. <clears throat> I think plugged in or Chromecasted to the TV, so you get the out. So you have a widescreen TV with just the the vertical <laughs> phone, and so we were just watching the top portion of that vertical phone part. Like it was like, it was like a twenty and like a fifteen inch TV worth of viewing on like a forty five inch TV. It was pretty janky, but we, <laughs> but, cardboard. but we're all we're all poor, so we yep. couldn't afford a hundred dollars on a fight. Just throw cardboard around those areas <laughs> that you can't see, and it's like it's like you just have a fifteen inch TV. It's you don't like worry. you're there, man. No worries, man. They don't need any more money anyway. Nope. Nope. Jeez, so would, would bo- it, Mayweather they... made like two hundred seventy odd million dollars, and yep. 
Mayweather and Mc- or, McGregor or, uh, made like a hundred million. Yeah. Screw uh-huh. those guys. Anyway, we're not talking about fights. So let's well, talk we were. about. Well, we, we were, were talking about it. Now we're going to talk about beer and movies because oh, that's what favorite. we do. So uh, today we decided to talk about Netflix originals. Yes. There's uh, and we we picked three of them, and they couldn't be three possibly different movies. They really couldn't have been. This this all stems around the fact that we really wanted to watch Death Note. Well, we yeah. We knew that we weren't gonna have time unless we made a show around <laughs> it. <laughs> so yeah. So we watched uh, we watched Death Note. We watched Spectral, and we watched uh, I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House, which yeah. is another one I was really excited yeah, to watch. Yeah, like you said, three. You could not pick three different, more different. Movies. Oh yeah. Right. So it'll be fun to talk about these today. Um, did I, did you fully explain, I'm sorry, I'm going way back. Did you fully explain why Tank is restarting our show? He didn't tell me why he was, he just was. Oh, he just is, okay. Yeah. Oh, just, just to hear. He's the uber fan, He's just y'all. saying how He's drunk we used to get and how drunk we oh, don't the get dr- nowadays. Yeah, okay, I'm drunk, I don't know. <laughs> well, Tank, this beer's for you. So, this, this drink tonight goes out to Tankersley. Uh, tonight we are drinking Stone... From Stone Brewery, Stone Ghost Hammer IPA. Mm. This can is awesome. It's yeah. like silver on white. I'm not gonna lie, it's I kind of bought it just because I wanted to drink out of this can. Well, and also he <clears throat> he loosely he loosely tied it to our theme well, for tonight. It by... was very difficult to find like a Netflix. I was trying to find something that had the word chill in it. Yeah. And I couldn't find anything. I thought that was gonna be easy. Yeah, which you think there'd be? I ton, thought it would be easy, beer but with, yeah. The place where I was at, I didn't. Go to around a bunch of places like I normally do, but um. So this is a Stone Ghost Hammer IPA. So he tied it in because two of the uh, two. I'd say two one and, and a half. half. I'd say one and a half of the movies was about ghosts. Um. Yeah. They're yeah. That's that's safe to say without giving anything away. Well, you know, yeah. The spectral has ghost-like entities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am the pretty thing that lives in the house is about yeah. a ghost. Yep. And uh, and and Death Note. Death Note has a giant creepy demon, <clears throat> which is the mascot for Stone Brewery. Right. Yeah. So really, it kind of ties them all together. This is the perfect beer, Michael. You've done well. I've done well. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let's see here. Stone Ghost Hammer from Stone Brewing. Uh, a from oh, Jesus. Escondido, Escondido, San Diego, or Wales, Vagina County, California. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a fermenting beer never slumbers. Consequently, there is always scattered activity tending our precious beers throughout the dark hours. Did I read that right? Yes. Yep. Yes, you did. Uh, it, it's hard to read, isn't it? Because it frosting over. Like the silver and the white is kind of mm-hmm. <clears throat> in these late night, uh, in these late nights and wee hours, that hallowed responsibility falls to the shoulders of the overnight brew crew. These brewing vanguards brave the long nights, often alone, to do what needs to be done. Most areas of the brewery are dark or in shadows. Throughout the night, uh, geez, it keeps frosting over. Throughout (laughs) throughout the night, the cellars resonate with the occasional knocking of expanding and contracting pipes. It can be a bit spooky to hear the brewery creak and groan as if possessed by a spirit randomly knocking about with a mallet. This IPA brewed with a striking array of hops honors our intrepid overnight team by naming it after their mischievous poltergeist companion, the Ghost Hammer. That's a fucking Ooh. sweet story. That's really cool. <laughs> and also, now that I read that, it really goes along well yeah, with, with at least one of the movies. So, um, cool. Oh, thank you very well much. Well done, Michael. Ooh. That's a nice Damn. three-way. All right. <clears throat> All right cheers, cheers, boys. Give it a try. Ooh, I can, I can smell that going right into it. <laughs> That's good. It's almost it's, like yeah. a, it's kind of a fruity sort of IPA. Just, uh, some floral hints mm, to it. Some, uh, I, can, I, I can smell that floral. Maybe a little bit of melon. 
I think there might even be <laughs> hops in there. I actually do. Like, it does kind of taste like melon, doesn't it? It's sweet, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. I like Refreshing. it. Refreshing. Huh? See, people, It's it seems like... Uh, and for a stone, too, <clears throat> stone brewery stuff usually is really strong. Yeah. This is not as strong as, like, like Arrogant Bastard, for example, is a really strong beer. Right. right. Well, to most people. A few years ago, IPAs all seemed uh, kind of the same to me. Mm-hmm. I know that that's... I, I, I'm sure if there's, like, a like a any sort of actual beer drinker out there, they're going to, like, send me hate mail for yeah. saying that. Yeah. But, I don't know, a few years ago, IPAs all kind of... I, I like them, but... They all kind of tasted the same to me. Lately, it seems IPAs are taking well, on different characters. They've gotten so uh, popular that like that's that's all people are brewing. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of like small breweries have to have IPAs because that's what people like, and so they're doing different things <coughs> to change it up. What was the company that we just read? Um, well, now there's there's now the Old Nation. Yes. Now there's this new there's there's a new like the uh, what do they call them the New England new style England IPAs, style. Yeah, which are the hazy IPAs. And they're kind of fruity, and and they call them juicy IPAs. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of people are doing those now. And Old Nation, their M43, we just had it for the first time uh, this weekend. Man, that stuff's good. It was good. delicious. Yeah, that's so good. And we tried that uh, dank juice from uh, shit. Who the hell does dank juice? We just we just drank one of their beers a couple of weeks ago. I can't I remember. Know. We'll look at it. Don't up. Know. And there's but, so many uh, different there's different kinds of hops in that too. So maybe like one used to kind of be the standard. I, I don't know enough about it, but yeah, maybe I, people are branching out into more variations or, or crossbreeding right. and doing weird, <laughs> doing weird things. You know, like they do yeah. with yeah. Odd greenery side. stuff. Odd side, yeah. Odd side. Odd side. Sorry, Jeff. Um, no, I uh, uh, I completely forgot what I was going to say, but that doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Sounds anyway, important. that's <laughs> that's really good, <laughs> and that is it. That's. Uh, uh, ghost hammer from stone brewery yum so now so pause this go out and get yourself some ghost hammer ghost hammer and drink along with us yeah if you would do that do exactly that <laughs> now let's talk about some stupid shit we said we should last do last week we should do a live show before we get there we should do a live show where we're streaming it and people can do a drink along with us you know we'll say like a week in advance what we're drinking go out and get yourself some beers that uh and have a drink with us that sounds like we would have to do research to figure out how do we do a live show Oh, that's work. We don't <sighs> want to do that. <laughs> Never mind. That. Nope, that was stupid. <laughs> now can we talk about why we're dumb? <laughs> yes. Sounds really easy. Shut up. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, uh, so last week, uh, Vito, once again, Vito, is on <laughs> our shit. He texts me, he goes, get your predator facts down, bud. Oh, no. Or son, or some other word. Oh, is he talking about... Uh... Uh, Sonny yeah. Lanham. Okay, so Jesse the Body was the only one that had the big minigun. Oh! However... So the, I was kind of right. You were. The reason that I thought that um, that Sonny had a big gun too, though, is because instead of just having the regular assault rifle, which yeah. most of the other guys had, uh-huh. he had the assault rifle with the shotgun attachment. Oh, So I it see. made, like, uh, the, it made it look a little bit bigger. Just to avoid another correction, it's probably a grenade launcher. No, it's a shotgun. It, I looked at it in a picture. Okay. It looks like a shotgun. So if it, my point is, he had a gun with an attachment. I'm 99% sure that it's a shotgun, but Harthen looked that up for us, bud. <laughs> um, and then also, uh, this isn't a. It's kind of a correction. I had said that the Nightmare remake was a shot-for-shot remake, and I know that you called me out a little bit on this while we were talking, and 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 you are correct. It's not like a, a shot-for-shot the way that like the Psycho remake was. Yeah. That was like a straight. You could put those two movies back to back and they're the exact same thing mm-hmm. I guess I was more talking about like they took all of the main 
parts of the movie and they reshot those and then put other stuff in between. Like the main scares, the main jumps, all the, the main beats they did. Just just admit that you're wrong. No. Just do it. I was only half wrong. <laughs> Anything uh, else? That's it. That's it. Uh, I guess it's time for the bleed feed then. Why did I say that so weird? I don't know. <laughs> Folks, it's time for the bleed feed. What do we want? Horror news! When do we want it? Right, right now! Which one of us has the smallest tallywhacker? You do! Whoa. He's up there, boys. He's up a bit. All right, so this week on the bleed feed, uh, we lost a titan this week. Mm-hmm. The, they can, these guys can stop dying anytime now. <sighs> you know, um, I've, I've heard it before, and I'm going to research phrases here. Somebody put... John Carpenter into a protective bubble because <laughs> I might die no, if he dies. <laughs> here, here's the thing, though: is John Carpenter. I I don't. I almost don't want to say this because then he will. But John Carpenter still smokes like a chimney and just and treats his body like shit, which means he will probably live until he's just like outlived, 150 years everyone. old. Yeah. Plus, You're he's out touring right. with his band. Like he's got he's got reasons to to keep kicking. You know what I mean? Unless. Uh, Never mind, I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> anyway, not even gonna say anyway it. Michael, who anyway, did we lose this we week? We lost uh, Toby Hooper. Yeah, that's a big one. That yeah, sucks. Yeah, like, oh, Jesus Christ. It's, uh, it's, it's Toby Hooper. Texas people might Chainsaw know. Massacre, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, uh, Life Force, um, Salem's Lot, uh, The Mangler, Eaten Fun Alive. House, Eaten, oh, Pol- Eaten Alive. Poltergeist, so kind of. <laughs> yeah, we'll give him a half on that. Uh, he directed TV. Uh, he did, obviously, Salem's like, Lot was a TV Like movie. all of TV? <laughs> all of it. He directed uh, he all an, of it. He did an episode of Friday's Nightmares, which is cool. Which, oh, really? It's the Freddy Krueger show. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, just, he, God, the guy's a legend. Like, and he did a couple legend. of the Masters of Horror as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did Masters of Horror, uh, the Toolbox Murders. He did the uh, the remake of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did. I, there's a movie that he did that I own called Mortuary. Not his best work, <laughs> but I'm gonna put it in here because that's he did. all right though. Everybody's allowed one or two. Yeah, his last <clears throat> movie was a movie called Gin that came out in 2013. I, I have not saw that. Seen I it. wanted to. Yeah, I remember when that was making the rounds. It was actually there's people promoting it at um, at one of the uh, comic cons that I was there hawking my movie at, and I always wanted to watch it and I never did. But um, I I, rem- <laughs> yeah. I remember like the, the the cover art for that one. Is what like the because um, it's like a you see this creepy old hand holding a baby, uh-huh. that one like that creeped me out. Anything having to do with babies freaks me out. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, uh, Don, he he passed away. Um, he was seventy four, I believe. Did I believe uh, he was seventy four. I did not hear a cause of death. Okay. I don't know that it was released or anything like that. Um, I uh, yeah, I don't I, just, I, I don't know what else to say. Like you tighten, you know. Yeah. It, it sucks that we're losing these guys. You know, yeah, I, I, I mean, I've said it. I, I think I said it. Uh, a, a few weeks ago, but it's just, it's kind of getting to that, we're getting to that yeah, age where our favorite directors, our, our favorite uh, people just people in general are, up with, they're like, all there's, there's musicians older. that I'm like, I'm waiting on and I'm like, fuck, when mm-hmm. it happens, it's going to kill me and it just, it sucks, you know, it's, it's just, yeah. that's life though. Yep. yep. Um, anyway, what else, uh, well, actually here, let's, let's raise one up for Toby Hooper here. Ghost Hammer. All right. I hope he's up there hammering some ghosts. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, all right. So if you live in Florida or California or just have disposable income that I don't have, 
you should probably be going to Universal Horror Nights this year. And why is that? Because it is like the greatest collection of of themed mazes and everything. If you don't know what Universal Horror Nights is, a you're living under a rock, and b you should. It's it's incredible. Now you've been to Horror Nights before. I have. Right? I have been to it, and it was incredible. It was easily the greatest Halloween like extravaganza that I have ever been to in my entire life. Yeah. Um, and this year, like they're, it's like the biggest one they've ever done. Uh, they have these things. Uh, they they call them the mazes, and they're basically like fun houses. They're like haunted houses based on popular movie franchises. This year, they're doing American Horror Story, The Shining, Ash versus Evil Dead, uh, Saw. Mm-hmm. They just added oh, Insidious. They just added the like <coughs> the world of Bloomhouse, which has like a whole bunch of Bloomhouse uh, movie uh, movies uh, within one maze, and they also have one called The Titans of Terror. That's Freddy, Jason, and Leatherface. Damn. It's like, and then and <laughs> there's a tram that you can get on, and you can go around the park, and it's hosted by Chucky. Really? Nice. Yes. Like, they're they're pulling out everything. That's really awesome. It's, inc- it's incredible. And, uh, yeah, so the news is they just added the Insidious one, though. They've been, they're, they're uh, I think they're a couple weeks out from opening, mm-hmm. and up until that opening date, they're still releasing new things that are coming. That's awesome. And, and, and it's awesome, and I'm, I'm jealous yeah, to <laughs> anybody who's going this year. I wish I could afford it. Did you, did you I, go to the I wish it carried on to uh, January, because I'm going to Florida in January, uh, but yeah. that's went, about it. You went to the Florida one? No, I went to the California, California one. California, okay. Yeah, I, when, California. I, when, when I moved Vito out there, mm-hmm. I was there for about a week, week. Yeah, I think it was just a week or whatever, but uh, we ended up going one night, and I'm so happy we did. Nice. That's cool. Still couldn't convince him to go to the Museum of Death, though. Really? Vito, I wanted to go. Come on. You wouldn't do it. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Chucky, the first reviews for uh, Cult of Chucky are coming in. It played at Fright Fest over in the UK. And? And the reviews are glowing. Really? Yes. Nice. Like, everyone's saying that it's, like, the seventh movie in a franchise should not be this good. And it opens up the universe to go in so many different directions, and there's so many possibilities, which excites the hell out of me because it just shows they're not slowing down anytime soon. Right. And that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, what else we got here? Um, so this is fun. Uh, well, sort of fun because the guy's what, a, this right here, what we're doing? Because the guy's a fucking douchebag. Uh, <laughs> Victor Salva. Mm. <laughs> uh, so there is a screening of Jeepers Creepers 3. Yeah, that was supposed to take place uh, in the first couple weeks of September, mm-hmm. and uh, they have now canceled it because of <clears throat> protesters. Really? It sounds like yeah. I was reading about this today. Uh, I I forget who it was. I think it was Fandango was putting it on, mm-hmm. and wherever they were doing it at, they they regret to inform everybody that they canceled the thing, and then there was like a big long. Uh, um, uh, a statement from one of the uh, one of his victims, basically saying, "We're not here to make it so that Victor Salva can't work. Mm-hmm. We're we're here so that people know who he is before they go into the movie." Right. Which is a very <clears throat> very politically correct way of saying, "Don't fucking support this guy." Right. <laughs> <laughs> he can work, but let him fail. Um, um, but yeah, I guess I guess the uh, the the places that we're gonna have it though, stay folded. Um, it's, it's, so, I mean, like, is this just gonna continue happening to where the movie just <laughs> doesn't well, there's still... premiere? Or like, because I can't, like, once people get, because I, I, I read something about this, too, and everybody was like, oh, yes, this is awesome. So, so yeah, like, that, it's, it, that's gonna continue, it's, it's gonna cause a trend, though. 
-hmm. Like, everywhere they go to premiere this movie, people are probably going to do this. There's going to be some people that are going to be like, fuck you guys, I'm going to see the movie anyway. Like, I don't care if you're protesting. There's going to be people that walk in to see the movie anyway. Right. But But it puts that weight on your shoulders of going... Wow, all these people here, and here's some victims. I'm really a douchebag if I walk in there to see that. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where like, can you separate the the man from the movie? You know, like I'm not going to support Victor Selva. Right. I'm going because I like the character of Jeepers Creepers. You know, I, I or the I, I like the movies, the Hellbat or whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever. They well, call and them. and and also there's, I mean, it's not it. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm I completely condemn everything about Victor sure, Selva. Sure. But he's not the only person that worked on this film. There's like exactly. hundreds of people that poured a lot of themselves into yeah. this yeah. film. So like, you're not going to support him. You're going to support all these other people who are doing what they're passionate about. Yep. It sucks. The whole thing sucks. The whole it's thing like, does suck. It's like they should have had just somebody. If the studio wanted to make another Jeepers Creepers three, which I'm pretty sure it was Victor Salva <laughs> that brought it to life. In all fairness, right. That being said, if we were ever going to get another Jeepers Creepers, and it should have just been done by the studio, hire somebody else to take over the franchise, be done with it. Yeah. To separate yourself from Victor Salva. Yeah. That being said, though, it wouldn't shock me if the studios were like, oh, he's a piece of shit, but that's going to be controversy, and controversy sells. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me at all if there right. was someone somewhere that thought that. Because even, even bad press is... Any, or any what, press, what, is, any good press, press. is good press. Yep. Yeah, so, yep. yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, there's a, apparently a documentary coming out about it, though. Really? Yeah, it's uh, there, uh, there's a, it's called the Babysitter, I believe that it is, and it's about sharing the truth about what happened with him and his victims. I guess. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, That's heavy. But yeah. there's still there's still an event set for September 26th that uh, Fathom is putting out. Really? Or Fathom is putting on rather, uh, and it's gonna be a one night thing. So that one is still booked. So who knows if it's gonna stick around or not? Yeah. But yes. Wait and see. Yeah. What uh, else you got? That's that's all I got for this week, guys. It was kind of a slow news week. I mean, lot, there was lots of trailers that were put out, lots of you know stuff like that, but nothing crazy news. If I started getting all the trailers, we'd be here forever. So gonna say, I'm not going to touch them. Get so many trailers come out every week. We always say this, yeah. but we should maybe just start a thing where we just do trailers. Trailer talk. Trailer talk. <laughs> <laughs> You got you got any news, James? Uh, um, no. Do I, I? I I got a little bit of news for you. So so James walks in. He always brings these fancy new tools and fancy new knives and stuff. Switchblades, butterfly knives, Hold ones on. that fucking shoot out with a spring laser. <laughs> to be to be fair, none of the stuff that and, I ever bring is fancy. It's never fancy. It's no, just... but it's cool and I like to play with it. But today he walks out. Check it out. I got this this new knife, and it just clips onto like your, your zipper on your pants. And then if someone comes to mess with you, you go. Get out of here! And it's no. like a quarter inch long. <laughs> it's I, a it's a Gerber it's a Gerber GDC zip knife, <laughs> and it is not affiliated with Gerber. No, we're not affiliated with Gar- Gerber. I I do like their well. I like they, their baby food. They used to make really good <laughs> knives. Not not so much anymore. But this thing is so awesome and it's cute. It's like I could grow my my pinky fingernail long enough, and I could use that. Sh- it it is a tiny a knife. When it's open, it's uh, what would you say? It's like an inch and a half, maybe. The blade? Yeah. No. 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 The whole thing. Oh, yeah. The entire the thing entire with the handle. The entire knife is an inch. It's just you. You. You put it on a. You put it on your zipper, and if you ever need to cut something, you've got a little there tiny go. knife on. Less it. for just... self protection, more for for cutting. Dude, is, honest, is this really news? Honestly, no. <laughs> Justin just wanted to make fun I, of me because I have this tiny it's little. It's the knife. only spot I had. If I told him I was going to rip on him about it. Listen, I I can't tell you how excited I was to get this thing in the mail. <laughs> like I was more excited about this than that 
other the switchblade thing that I just got a few weeks ago. Yeah, well, it's cute. We'll leave it, it at is that. Cute. Finally, he has something to play with by himself. That's you know big enough to do something. With. <laughs> Fuck you! All right. That was the bleed feed. And those were the stories that made the cut. Boom! That was the news. All right, we're gonna load up our uh, Netflix app here, and we're gonna we're gonna flick some nets. And chill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that just fell apart. Throughout this dulcy, faces ripped apart with hooks. A man slashing himself into a bloody pulp. And graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Alright, we are back. Um, so let me ask you a question. Yeah. Let me set the mood for you. Alright. It's 11.30 at night. Yeah. You're not tired. Okay. You go, I'm gonna watch a movie. Yeah. You fire up the old Netflix box, uh-huh. and then you look through all the titles for about four fucking hours, and then you never find anything to watch. <laughs> Dude, that happens to me so often. It's 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 really annoying, and it's kind of sad, too. I, have, I can't tell you how many movies... Cause, uh, cause, like, I'll I'll end up doing that, and I'll be like, "Oh, this looks awesome." Put uh-huh. that in my put that on my queue. Is it? Do you still call it a queue yeah. or a list or whatever it's the still fuck? Called the queue. Yeah, I, I put that in my queue. Or and my I, picks. I end up putting like thirty movies on there, and then I'll watch one of those two years from now. <laughs> like that's that's the way it works for me. Well, well and then I never end up watching anything that night. You don't. That's no, the you worst don't. part no, you about go to, it. You, you go end to up bed going to bed like, unfulfilled. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck, man? I didn't even watch a movie. And I have so much stuff in my list that I haven't watched yet. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, I want to watch that later. But when I'm scrolling through, I'm like, no, I don't want to watch that. don't want to watch that. There's nothing on Netflix. <laughs> There's never anything on what here. What the hell? There's no good movie. <laughs> well, if you we're find so yourself in that position, we're going to help you out. Because uh, we're going to give you three movies. Three. That you can only find on Netflix. Only. And it, they it, could not be... Three different movies. That is exactly <laughs> right. Um, it, it, that's why it's so simple with this particular episode. A lot of times we talk about movies that it might not be easy to find. Uh, you know, like if you're going to Family Video or Blockbuster, those still exist, right? No, no. <laughs> I think Family Video does. <laughs> family I, I, Video yeah, does. I'm pretty sure there's like one independently owned Blockbuster still running. I see an article online every now and then. <laughs> but but these, as long as you have a Netflix account, pop on. Watch these three movies. Yep. You uh, you won't forget it. Nope. You won't for- regret it. That's the word I was looking for. Or forget it. And or forget it. And there, it's three. These are three Netflix originals, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that Netflix is actually doing original material. Yeah. And they're kinda, or at least releasing and releasing original. And stuff. they're kind of killing it so far with Hell their yeah. TV shows and Hell stuff yeah. like that. So, anyway, the first movie that we're going to talk about is uh, a little movie called "I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House." Yes. Uh, from 2016. This was directed by, directed and written by Oz Perkins. Mm-hmm. Um, that name sounds a little bit familiar. Uh, that's he is the son of Anthony Perkins, uh, who is famous from The Exorcist. Uh, the Exorcist, you would know. <laughs> he played the little girl, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Uh, no, Norman Bates himself was uh, Oz Perkins' father. Yeah, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Uh, Oz Perkins actually played Norman Bates in. Psycho 2, he played uh, as a flashback scene, 
and uh, he played. So I've read. I haven't actually seen the <laughs> Psycho sequels. I need to. But supposedly he actually plays Norman Bates himself, though, as a little little child in uh, Psycho 2. Well, and something you brought up earlier that completely blew my mind. I didn't know this, but Oz Perkins is because <laughs> you you said. Have you ever seen Legally Blonde? Mm-hmm. Of course. What am I? What am I crazy? Of course, I've seen Legally Blonde. Uh, he's like the tall, gumpy, weird nerd yep. guy yep. from in the in uh, her group of friends. Dude, and and that yep. blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. I had, <laughs> yep. I had no idea. I had seen his name before, but I didn't make the connection. And then he was Anthony Perkins' son. It's yeah. awesome. And then he was also in my favorite little low-budget indie uh, zombie flick called Dead and Breakfast. Dead and Breakfast. Oh, I love that movie oh, I more than I rightfully should. But was he that plays, uh, Jeremy Sisto in that movie? Jeremy Sisto was in it, yep. yeah. Yeah, uh, He played, and uh, David Carradine. Mm-hmm. Rest oh, his soul. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> hang in there. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Jeez. Yep. Poor taste. Oh, Poor geez. taste. Too soon. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, no, I... Yeah, he, he plays another gumpy, kind of nerdy guy in that too, but then he turns into a zombie and he's awesome. Yeah, he, so the, he makes the, puppets out of people's heads. The fact, <laughs> the fact that he, uh, yeah, I, the fact that he's out here doing this kind of stuff, yep. like this movie was, this movie really was good. pretty crazy. Yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah, really, really good. And, um, uh, He's got he's got a beautiful mind that Oz Perkins. Mm, he does. All right, uh, synopsis here. Uh, a young nurse takes care of an elderly author who lives in a haunted house. Yeah, it's, they, pretty, it's a pretty basic setup for a really layered movie. And they really they really kind of lay everything out. It's surprising they lay everything out to you in the first like thirty seconds of the movie. Like you're you have uh, this overarching narration uh, from the character of Lily, played by Ruth Wilson. Mm-hmm. And she she narrates throughout the entire movie. Actually, most of most of the dialogue or di- it's not even dialogue because it's narration. But most of what is spoken in this movie is narration by Lily. But is it? Y- yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's theories. Oh, geez, there's theories okay. here. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, let's get into this then. Um, well, let's get into the rest of the cast. So you have, like, <laughs> like you said, Ruth Wilson plays Lily. Uh, Paula Prentice plays Iris Blum. She is the elderly author uh, who is. It, they don't really say what's what's going on with her. Is she having Alzheimer's? Uh, you think? Deme- dementia. Deme- dementia. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she's got she got dementia. Lily plays a, basically a hospice nurse that comes to live with her for the final. Uh, years of her life to take care of her which is crazy because uh hospice is normally like the final days of your life well i think i think that maybe she went there because they thought that she wasn't going to last very long and then she ended up just being in relatively good health she kind of bounced back and then lily ended up being there for a long time well the guy who seems to be the sort of i, I don't know if he's the executor of the estate or whatever the hell a lawyer or something like that mm-hmm. played by bob balaban who's a pretty okay all right okay um he plays mr Wagscap and um he even says, like, well, he, at one point he's like, well, I, I can't see this arrangement going more than uh, more than maybe another two years. That's not really. Yeah, that's just that's true. not he really how that. hospice typically works. I don't know. No, maybe it's that. Maybe it's that. That that good health hospice stuff. I guess so yeah. Uh, anyway, so. Um, uh, and then, then you and then you also have a character named Polly, who is played by Lucy uh, Boynton. 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 Kind of a weird name to say, yeah. Um, now, Polly <laughs> is, I mean, and they don't bury the lead in this movie at all. Uh, the opening, one of the opening monologues before... Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, before Lily actually even says any dialogue on screen, there is these uh, voiceovers. These, yeah. These uh, narrations, if you will. 
And she flat out says, I moved into this house three days after my 28th birthday. I will not live to see my 29th birthday. Right. So they don't bury the lead at all. You know that Lily is going down for the big count within a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is one of those movies where I think the old adage really works. And it's true is that it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. The journey. Um, like, I'm the kind of person where people can tell me the ending to movies all they want. And it doesn't ruin the movie for me. I'm more interested in saying, okay, so I know how this is going to happen. I want to know how they get there. I'm the exact same and way. I, I'm like, I, I, I yeah. don't really mind spoilers so much. I would prefer if people didn't tell me spoilers, but if somebody spoils the ending of a movie for me, I don't really care that yeah, much. Yeah, sometimes I want to know because I'm, <clears throat> I, it's like that, I get that, I'm a very anxious person sometimes, so like that well, little, <laughs> that yeah, little bit of an anxiousness kind of. It gets let off a little bit, and I can enjoy what I'm watching sometimes a little bit more, you know? You're different from me in that way. Like, I don't want to know the ending, but if somebody tells me, then I, whatever. It's just... It's, it's situational. It's not every yeah. single movie, obviously. Like, like you like uh, you some... mentioned before, you wouldn't want to know the ending to The Sixth Sense. Right. You know? But, like, uh, movies like uh, Star Wars, for example, you know, like, with the new movie coming out, there's all these rumor mills about, who's Ray's parents? They don't fucking tell me. No, I don't want to know I don't want to know. <laughs> there are people who... Literally, like there, are, uh, Adam Green on on the on the the movie crypt talks about this all the time. Like he'll release a new movie, and then there will be people that write to him who have the audacity to write to him and say, "Can you give me a detailed description of each death in the movie and how the movie ends?" And he's like, "No, fuck you! Yeah. Like why? Why do you even want to know that? Go see the movie. Like yeah, enjoy." Those... I don't get it. No, I don't. I don't want to know spoilers. But if you give me spoilers, I don't care. Um. Anyway, so getting back to this movie. Basically, she moves in. She's uh, she's she's moved in as a hospice nurse to take care of uh, Iris Blum mm-hmm. uh, for the for the remaining days of her life. Uh, Iris Blum is a, a pretty prolific um, <clears throat> horror author. Yeah, she writes little like like paperback books that you find at like the uh, in the airport or whatever. You know, she's kind of like the a step up from R.L. Stein, but not quite. <laughs> Stephen King, like maybe in the middle. That's sure. a big jump. That's a huge jump that I just made. By the, <laughs> by the looks of the, because they actually show her all, all of her books like on her shelf. They're like little novellas, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. And uh, so, so she she moves into this house, and and Iris really doesn't talk very much. She both mostly spends most of her time in her bedroom, mm-hmm. and so really the entire movie, it it kind of, I'll say this: this movie, um, it's probably not for everyone. No, like it's, if you if you don't like a slow burn, this is not your movie because this is like, this isn't even. A, even I wouldn't a even slow call burn. it slow burn. I, I this is like this is like you're you're holding a magnifying glass to an ant on a cloudy day, <laughs> like <laughs> like it's real. It's gonna take a while to yeah, kill that it's, ant. <laughs> it's almost like it's it's this movie is almost like an art installation, mm-hmm. um, and in more than one way, it's 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 a mood piece. Um, I'll probably say those words a lot of times while talking about it because that's exactly what it is. Every scene is just about the mood and that's it. There's right. no action. There's no... It rarely ramps up at all, if any. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And and uh, and, it's, and the other part of it is this movie's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is so beautifully shot. Um, fans of good cinematography would like lose their shit over yeah, this really because this every single scene is like painted like the camera is in is so deliberately in shots and the 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 scenery is set up so intentionally and perfectly Mm -hmm. um like you could you could pause this movie take a screenshot and put it on a wall because every single 
like shot is practically a work of art. Like, and then, it, you, and then you'd have nightmares every time you walked by your wall. You would, or everyone would be like, <laughs> "Whose house is this?" <laughs> um, but it See, really is though. Like, like there's, it's just beautifully shot. I, yeah, I, I absolutely. Can't speak more highly about it. And as far as ghost stories go, this is actually like I like I like um, I like all ty- types of go- I, like I really love ghost story mm-hmm. movies. And Especially I like, good ones, like, yeah, that can really get under your skin. And I love all types, like I, um, the haunting uh, in um, Connecticut. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the haunting, the um, house on haunted hill. Yep. Uh, thirteen. I actually like thirteen ghosts. I don't know if that's a popular. People might fight you on that one, but <laughs> I, dude, come on! I love that movie. It's it's a lot of fun. It's just because it's all the different types of ghosts. Mm-hmm. I think is really. We fun. are still here. Was a good one. We are still here. Absolutely. But this is a completely different type of ghost story, and this is actually the type of ghost story that sticks with me. Like I could watch any one of the movies that I just talked about, and it's like, ooh, there's spooky ghosts running around. They look really scary and everything. Mm-hmm. This type of movie, though, this is this is what sticks with me because this is how real life works for me. Like when I hear like when we when Aaron and I first moved into our our house, this was um, almost six years ago. But for the first like four or five nights that we were there, I was on edge the entire time because you're getting used to all the different sounds that the house that makes. That was me and outside the window with sticks tapping <laughs> on your windows. Dick. <laughs> but you're getting used to like every single little, like every single little sound that the house makes. And, and that's what scares me is like, to me, to me, if a ghost decides to show itself, mm-hmm. that's like, that's not as scary to me as if uh, as if a ghost is letting you know that it's there, but it won't show itself. Yeah, um, I just it just it just dawned on me that people might not be able to follow us because we said that that Lily dies, and we know that. Mm-hmm. But this isn't the story of Lily as a ghost. This is the story of the character of Polly. Polly is the ghost right. in the beginning of the movie. Right. Um, so it's kind of like a ghost story within a ghost story. Yeah. Uh, basically what happens is Iris Bloom, she's going through dementia or whatever, and she keeps referring to Lily as Polly. And she never refers to Lily as Lily. And you, you basically come to realize that when, when Iris was writing these <clears throat> books, she basically was telling the story of the ghost that haunted her house. Right. If, if that makes sense. <clears throat> well, and, 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 and Lily says in one of her voiceovers, uh, I'm gonna butcher this, but she essentially says, "You never when you when you when you move into a house where there's been death, uh, or or, like she says, there's an old saying like once a house has had a death, that house can never be never be bought or sold by living people. You can only borrow it from the ghosts who live there. Yes, and so you come to realize that uh, that there's been death there even before Iris. So Iris was really just borrowing the house from the ghost of Polly. But Polly, though, it seems like Polly maybe took a liking to Iris because she was listening to her, maybe? Like, she was receptive to Polly? You mean, oh, yeah, she Iris was telling was her rece- story. Right. She was telling her story. Because mm-hmm. Iris, obviously, d- never never died, never got whatever. Right. Um, whereas Lily, we find out in the first five minutes, does die. Right. Um, I'm not going to give away how that necessarily happens, sure, yeah. but but it does, and um, yeah, it's it's it, yeah, it's it's. It, uh, help me out here. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I'm tripping it, over my words again. It's just really it's moody. Like they really they nailed atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like as far as as far as atmosphere goes, this whole this whole movie they just they just really nailed it right on the head, and um, 
there's there's so many instances where it's uh I mean, it's it's kind of it's scary without being scary. Like they don't rely on well, they don't rely on jump scares. I think there's one, maybe two jump scares in the movie. And they're, they but they're not even seem out of place. They right. almost seem out of place. And I think that's by design. You know, like you're not really expecting jump scares in this movie. And then yeah. when it happens, uh, it's you know normally when you have a jump scare in a movie, the person who is like on the receiving end of the jump scare reacts to it. Mm-hmm. You know, like somebody pops out from behind a corner and they're like, "Oh my god!" And and she doesn't. Um, Lily doesn't really react to. Well, that's what's, what's going different. On. Uh, that's sort of what's different about this movie, though, is that it's it's most ghost stories are all about the scares, about the ghost. It's haunting a family, scaring them, killing them, what have you. Right. This is not about that. It's just about a house that has a ghost in it. The ghost mm-hmm. isn't violent. The ghost isn't haunty necessarily. It's like it's just there's a ghost there, and and it's doing things. But that's it. Well, and I, know, I I I think I think uh, Lily's explanation of what a ghost is is really interesting too, because it's something you've never really heard before in a ghost story, which is excuse me, which is um. Because typically we think of ghosts as uh, either either they ha- they're they're spirits who have unfinished business, mm-hmm. or if you're going more along the uh, Japanese horror route, it's it's someone who died in a horrific way, and now that now now that spirit sticks around because there's you know vengeful like right yeah, it's none of that. It's she she says that ghosts are just. Um, I can't remember exactly how she words it, well, but ghosts what, are, they, it's almost like they, they made a decision to stay. And, and it also had something to do with the fact that when they're not buried, when they're buried in like a shallower grave, they don't actually move on. Um, she mentioned, they do mention something that was, about that. That was just, that was just a comment in passing. I don't think that really has to do very much with like okay. the ghost itself. Well, that's I, it, it was, it was more like, she says that they, they make, they make a decision to stay and, because of that, they they end up just sticking around and, and rotting. Like they there's a there's a theme throughout this entire movie, and there's a line that keeps being spoken by an unseen entity that says. And I don't know if you picked up on this. It's I listened to this movie. I, I watched this movie with headphones in. Mm-hmm. So I imagine there's a lot of very cool very sound faintly design. like in the background. And I also watched it with subtitles on because I realized that there was weird stuff going on in the background. But several times throughout the movie, you can hear the voice of Polly whisper this is how you rot you know what that actually makes a lot of sense because uh well if you subscribe to it but there's uh this is one of those moves has a lot of different layers Mm -hmm. and and i'm not sure there is an underlining um like full-on meaning to it all i think probably to oz perkins there is Mm -hmm. you know he knows you know he wrote it but I think that it, I think that you're you're allowed to uh, interpret these things on a lot of different levels. And there's one theory that this movie is about you know women in the home mm-hmm. and how you know especially back in the day, you know like just housewives would would just sit in the house and that that their life became living in that house between those walls and that mm-hmm. was it. And so saying that this is how you rot to this woman who's by herself and she even mentions on the phone uh, earlier in the movie that she was to be married right. but her fiance left her. And so there's there's a lot of people that have this, this theory how it's like sort of feminist about like it's got the kind of these feminist overtones where it's about, you know, well, she even mentions too at one point she's like cuz the whole the overarching narration is very like kind of poetic. Yeah. But one of the things that she says is uh the the walls and the windows in this house are so thin 
one could just walk right through them mm-hmm. and just leave. But she doesn't. She makes yeah. the conscious effort to, to never leave. And then... Yeah. Like, she could quit that job, but she doesn't. Right. She just stays there. And that's to speak to the to the theory that you just talked about. Like, at, at any point, really, any woman in the home could just leave, but they choose to sure. s- stay there. Sure. Not to... Yeah, no, no. Not, we don't need to get to, all Not that, to speak like, ill about, like, the, uh, about women who stay in the home. I mean, like, I'm a stay-at-home dad. I... This is how I rot. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then that 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 whole thing about this is how I rot takes on a whole different meaning too. Once you get into the story, because there's yeah. something that happens, you know. So there's there's a lot of things that that play into that that theory. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of other stuff that you can unpack too. Like there's there's like this mold that is growing on the walls. Right. That, that's like a whole nother subtext, you know, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could we could go on and on about about what this movie means, but that's kind of pointless. I think. That if this movie sounds interesting to you, watch it and, and take take your own ideas away from it. Um, and and let us know what you think. Like I, Mike and I didn't have time to sit down and actually talk about this movie after we watched it. And I would actually love which Aaron. is why we're rambling right now. Yeah, <laughs> I would actually love Erin to watch it too because she usually has some pretty insightful uh, ideas about these types of things because she's way smarter than we are. But That's uh, true. This will. We'll probably actually, after we are done recording this tomorrow sometime, we'll yeah. probably have like a three-hour conversation and try and like actually dig into the yep. whole thing. Yep. But and then uh, there's 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 also before we before we move off this though, there's also uh, the question of how things fit together and when things actually take place. Because mm-hmm. like there like I thought, and I was talking to my roommate when we were watching this, I thought that Lily died long before. They actually show it in the movie, mm-hmm. and that's why earlier you had mentioned about those narrations. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of me that wonders if, because Polly's voice and Lily's voice are very similar, and there's parts of me that think that one person's doing part of the narrations and one person's doing another, and they're overlapping, and you don't really notice. But there's, there's the, this, is, this is the kind of movie this is, though. There's so much that you can look into and theorize and, and everything else. See, I I actually thought that. Uh... Polly's voice, or not, uh, Lily's voice, mm-hmm. and Iris Bloom as a young woman had the mm-hmm. exact same voice. It, it, sure, you could you could draw that conclusion <laughs> too. Like, I, I I honestly think like I need to go back and watch this yeah. movie one more time. Yeah, it's a good one. It's it's a thinker. It is. It uh, that's a dare thinker. That's a thinker there, and <laughs> we're not too bright, so it's uh, uh, uh. So let's do the song and dance. What's your uh, favorite part of the movie? Uh, favorite parts of the movie, um. I really like. Uh, I just. I love the. I love the overall atmosphere. I like. I said. I, I. I. don't think I completed my thought earlier. But like. Um. To me, the type of ghost story that really gets me is like, where you just hear. Mm-hmm. A random knocking somewhere in the house, and yep. you don't know what it is, and it could be anything, but it's just your mind automatically goes to the worst possible thing. Yeah. Like the scariest possible thing, mm-hmm. and I really like that, and. Uh, yeah, I, I think, think I think for me this the scariest part for me was very subtle. Um, well, I guess it's, I guess it's not that subtle. The fact that Iris only refers to Lily as Polly, mm-hmm. and then later on in the movie, and this I hope this doesn't give anything away, but then later on in the movie, uh, uh, Lily finds a box that says Polly on it, mm-hmm. and there's some stuff inside. Yeah, and you put your I put myself in her shoes at that point in time, and you realize. Who in the fuck is this girl yeah. that she is calling me now? Now this is real. Yeah. Now there's tangible something like that. It gave me the chills when that happened. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, 
oh god like especially with if the... i had like an ailing uh like grandparent or something like that though and they started calling me somebody yeah. else's name and then i found out that somebody had died somewhere and that was the name i'd be like flipping my well, shit and especially like... with because she has a conversation with mr Waxcap earlier in the in the movie yes and, and yes. she says why does she keep calling me polly and he says well it's a character from one of her books and she tries to press him to say well what happened in the book and he's just like well i'm not going to spoil it for you yeah and it's like he knows that she, it, it, that's another thing that I, we, I'm not going to get yeah. into right now, but there's some weird stuff going on with him too. Yes. Yes, there is. So we need to talk about this yeah. movie more. <laughs> Maybe we'll do like a little <laughs> reprise and come back to it at mm -hmm. some point, but there's some, yeah, there's some crazy stuff yep. going on. Um, Jay, your favorite part? The end. Oh! Yeah. The, yes. All right. I actually didn't get to watch <laughs> this one. <laughs> Um, um, all right, so yeah, let's, let's, move on. let's move on. Let's move on. So uh, let's move on. Would you recommend that movie? By the I way, I would recommend that movie if you if you like, uh, and I'll say it again, mood pieces. Mm -hmm. It it it's it's not for everybody. It's very slow moving. There's like I said, there's no action. There's no there's no jump scares. There's not there's none of that kind of stuff. Right. It's a very it's very much it's an hour and forty minutes or whatever hour and a half, and you it's just watching. A story unfold that's all it is but if you do watch it watch it with headphones and the sound design yeah. is like it's subtle and creepy and then the the parts where there are like musical stings and stuff like that they'll really they'll really get yeah. to you because you're not expecting it yeah. all right so um before we move on uh my my beer has become a ghost can you hammer me out another one <laughs> come on that was a good one ghost hammer <laughs> shut up mike <laughs> okay so let's completely jump ship and let's move genres let's move everything let's go sci-fi all right a little sci-fi action here all right so um war of the worlds mm. uh netflix tom, original tom cruise <laughs> loved it no the next movie we're going to talk about <laughs> is called spectral it's from also from 2016 yep yes uh spectral it's a sci-fi thriller story centered on a special ops team that is dispatched to fight supernatural beings that's the one. Now it starts off. It's in a war-torn. Did uh, I don't know Ru what... I, Russia? I think. I yeah, think, it's. I well, think they they're, they're near the Russian. Russian border. I know that. I don't know. They might have said what country they were in. It doesn't really matter because that's not a huge deal where right. they're at. But they're near the Russian border. I know that. Yeah. Um. And, and basically, you have. Um. It kind of. It kind of starts off with you. You, you kind of jump right into it right away. Like yeah, you have a, a you have a guy, a special ops. Uh, he's on a he's on a mission. Yeah, special ops who's on a mission. He gets separated from his his uh, team or his, his his crew, and he ends up face to face with this uh, entity mm -hmm. that he doesn't know what the hell it is. Well, um, let's let's set the stage here. We, we, they they live in a world at this point where they have um, uh, spectral glasses that they wear, so they can see like different spectrums of light. Because right. the enemy, this is in the future. Sure, it's obviously. Yeah, uh, it's in the future, and so there's a lot more tech, a lot more advancements in military weaponry <laughs> and everything else. You know, I kind of wondered though why they had the goggles because they say throughout the movie uh, several times that there's there's no there's no such thing as like active camouflage. Maybe to see gases and stuff. Uh, to see things that you know you could just pick up on. Yeah, I don't know. They yeah, don't, sure, re maybe. They don't I... really explain it. I'm just gonna go for that. Maybe they're using <laughs> chemical weapons or something. And yeah, you can see shit. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, um, basically they come face to face with this enemy that the likes of which has never been seen, mm -hmm. and they they don't know what to do about it. 
Um, it's an enemy that basically can kill on touch, like, yeah. and they move fast as hell. And for all intents and purposes, they're ghosts. They're ghosts. Like they're they're seeing ghosts. And they, think they, they think they're they think spectral glasses off. They can't see them. They're completely invisible. They put them down, and you can see these wisping. The effects in this movie are really cool. I thought yeah. the, the wisping sort of like, like creaturey, ghosty thing was really cool. It was interesting. They actually reminded me like the the ghosts, the specters, or whatever. They reminded me of um, the things from I Am Legend, except for in ghost okay, form. Yeah, I can see that. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I can definitely those see are creeping themselves. Yeah, mm -hmm. those. Yeah, they were. What were those? And I were they? They weren't zombies. They really, were like were they? zombies, but they were super. They're like fast vampires, like, almost. Sort of. It was they? weird. I don't yeah, know. I, I can't. <laughs> anyway, um, so f for the cast, we have uh, James Badge Dale, who played Klein. James Badge Dale. James Badge Dale, who played Klein. <laughs> uh, he's the main um, scientist. Uh, yeah. He works for. Uh, uh, Dar DARPA is that, is that it? DARPA? Uh, I can't remember. I, mean, I think it is. It's a real. It's a real uh, thing. If I'm not. If I'm not mistaken. Is it? I think so. Yeah. I don't um. Know. Corrections. If uh, I'm wrong. He, he's been in a lot of stuff. He's yep. in The Departed, World War Z, Iron Man Three, Shame, uh, all kinds of stuff. I, I noticed this movie has a lot of character actors that you've seen elsewhere. Yeah. And they all kind of come together. Yep. Um, you have uh, you have another woman who uh, she works for uh, her character name is Fran Madison played by Elmy Mortimer. Uh, she's Mortimer. Uh, you know what? I like I like Mortimer. It sounds more Lord of the Rings. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she works for the government though, like the real high up secrecy is life kind of government person. You know, secrecy is life. Secrecy is life. <laughs> um, and she's kind of the uh, the 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 liaison, if you will, between mm -hmm. the the military people and the government. Yep. Um, and then you have um, Bruce Greenwald plays General Orland. Michael, come on, Bruce Greenwood. What did I say? Greenwald. That's <laughs> eh, close enough. You're so terrible at names. It's crazy. <laughs> I literally just couldn't read at this point. Um, he's another character actor that's been in a ton of stuff. I, I recognize him most from uh, the Star Trek movies. Yep. He was Pike he, in the in the Star Trek movies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then you have um, uh, Clayne Crawford. Who played uh, Sergeant Toll? Mm -hmm. He's been in uh, he's been in a shit ton of stuff. More recently, he was in the um, Lethal Weapon TV show. Oh, was he? I mean, my roommate watched it, so I know I know him from that. He's also in um, God, he's in something else. He's probably know. my favorite character, actually. Oh yeah, yeah, he was great. I liked him a lot. Yeah, he was really because he's like a dick mm -hmm. in the in the very beginning, and then he's just I don't know. He, he's we a good know guy. How much good you soldier. Love I love a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anybody else of notes that people would know? Trying to think. Uh, uh, Stephen Root. Stephen Root has a camp, uh, has a small role. Uh, Stephen Root from. Yeah. Oh wait, who am I? Thinking? I don't know who, <laughs> I are, you, who are you thinking? I was of? thinking of Jim Root from Slipknot. No, <laughs> <laughs> no uh, Stephen Root from. Uh, he's from uh, Office Space. I believe he is the jump to, uh, the stapler guy. You have my stapler. From I believe oh, from Office Space. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah yep. he, he played Doctor uh, Mandala. Mm -hmm. uh, he's based. He's he's uh, so Doctor uh, Stephen Root's character and uh, James Badgedale's character. Uh, they're scientists. They mm. come up with the the, the spectral uh, technology and all that stuff, and that's how they get roped into this whole thing. Right. They 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 basically create weapons for the military. Mm -hmm. uh, they they find. Uh, let's use their character names from now now on. Klein, James Badge Dale. Mm -hmm. They find uh, Klein and tell him that we're dealing with an enemy we've never seen before. We need you to you come. An analysis. Yeah, we need an analysis. Tell so us what the fuck is going. On. He basically goes out on a mission with them and <laughs> sees firsthand what these things can do, and they just completely lay waste to everything in their path. Mm -hmm. 
and uh and that's kind of where it goes from there like yeah. they they end up like stranded in the middle of the city it's in uh moldova by the way i don't oh, know okay. Mal- okay moldova um i don't know where that is i still don't know where I'm, that it's is on the russian border i'm, ter- we'll, I'm terrible we'll with that i'm terrible with geography world um, geography yeah so that's that's basically where the movie takes off and from there it's their struggle to understand what the enemy is figure out a way to stop them and you know there's ups and downs and courage and death and <laughs> it's it's I love this movie for the same reason that I love like the Independence Day movies. Yeah, they're so far fetched and ridiculous. I just turn my brain off and I just love what I'm seeing. Like, well, I texted you earlier today after I watched and I was like, Spectral was outrageous but really cool. Yeah, I liked I, it. I, I was trying to describe. I was talking to my boss today or whatever, and uh, I was trying to describe this to him because I was watching it at work, and. Um, I can't imagine you trying to <laughs> describe this movie to your boss because he is. Well, um, no. It's, uh, half wit? Is yeah, that, um, is that the best way to put it? Quarter. Hopefully he'll quarter never listen wit. to this. Um, no, I, he didn't get my reference, but uh, the best way to describe this movie is take one part Saving Private Ryan mm-hmm. and one part yeah. um, Ghostbusters. Put it in a blender, right? Yeah. And then about three quarters of the way through the movie, the director gets fired. And Neil Bloomkamp comes in to direct <laughs> the final quarter of the movie. That's pretty accurate. It's, it's, it's the best way that I can possibly put that. Because it really is. Your boss doesn't know who Neil Bloomkamp no, is. <laughs> um, no, I, I think... I guess the reason that I thought it was outrageous is because, like you said, about three quarters of the way through the movie, um, Klein mm-hmm. figures out what it is that they're dealing with. And I'm I'm just like... I'm like, uh, oh, it's great that this guy just happens to be a, an expert at like theoretical properties of matter. Well, he is. <laughs> well, he. In fairness, though, that is kind of what he does because does the, the he mo- though? Yes, I mean, because like, the movie started. The movie started where they created this weapon that liquefied metal. They could shoot ice and it would break down the components and it would liquefy. Oh yeah, they could I, shoot anything. I actually and it forgot would, about that scene. The, it, would, it would it would chemically <laughs> no. like deconstruct. You're totally right. <laughs> so yes, he is that person. No, it's still a little <laughs> bit outrageous though because they end up like they basically end up in this refugee bunker. And uh, and they they have what little resources they have left, mm-hmm. and he's like, I can take all this shit and make even better shit. <laughs> like he makes like he reverse starts... plasma rays out of scrap shit that yeah. they have. <laughs> which which don't get me wrong, that was actually a pretty awesome montage scene, like yeah, where, he's, where he's building all the weapons. But he he basically creates an entire armory by himself or a, 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 an entire arsenal by himself. Mm-hmm. within like a day yeah i'm just like nope that's not gonna happen it's a very busy man but it was cool it was cool though like if you can just kind of throw disbelief to the wind it's pretty sweet kind of have to like i said and, independence day and totally did like you you weren't wrong it totally had a, a bloom camp kind of yeah kind of feel to it yeah um so. yeah I, yeah it, it's 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 i just did my stutter again um yeah it's it's a fun romp. Like it's 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 a fun romp. It's a fun romp. <laughs> you know, there's there's nothing. It's we just it's a very we surface just started movie. watching movies with my grandfather. <laughs> it's a real fun romp. It's a very surface movie. There's no layers to it. There's nothing hiding under the surface. There's no like hidden meanings to it or anything. Like with a lot of movies we watch, it's just you turn your brain off and you watch some guys blow away some specters with plasma rifles. Yeah. What I, more do you need in this life? 
I feel like they, I feel like they started to go kind of in the direction of of trying to have some meaning for a short period of time because for for a while, the the locals, who were aware of these things, mm-hmm. thought that they were the ghosts of war. Yes, like essentially, like could have gone a little deeper. Like yeah, a little bit. Like you you know essentially that what you're what they were dealing with is uh you know war war creates terror it creates yeah. terrible situations and people it disrupts the balance and the and, dead come back pe- or whatever yeah like, people yeah. dying in terrible situations leave these uh malevolent spirits behind that want to in this situation kill everybody sure but, sure you know so it's it's understandable but one of the things that made me crack up about this is that they spend a good like third of the movie trying to shoot these things with regular weapons and they know pretty much within the first, like, five seconds of trying to shoot them that it doesn't work. It's like, and just stop. They waste probably, like, a war's worth of ammo trying to kill these things. Mm-hmm. It's like, it doesn't work. Why are you still shooting at <laughs> it? You know it doesn't work. Um, that was that was a bit ridiculous. Like, no, no, nobody in their right mind would keep shooting at something that bullets go through. Uh, what I want to know is, can you actually take a camera and remove some stuff and reverse the pieces to reverse the polarity and turn it into a searchlight. Is that a real thing? Probably not. So, um, so right there, yeah, just, nope, right there, not. right there. It's just you lost me. Probably this not. whole movie sucks. <laughs> no, it was actually a really. It was a fun movie. It was. I liked it. No, this, I, I did too. I did. If I'm not mistaken, I I didn't look into this, but if I'm not mistaken, this movie was made by Legendary Pictures. So this was, even though it's a Netflix original because Netflix distributed it and put it out, uh, this movie, I'm, if, I'm, if memory serves, this was supposed well, to originally? be... Originally? Yeah. No, this Universal. Was, universal. U- universal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be a theatrical release. Mm-hmm. And then, for whatever reason, it didn't get theatrically released. Netflix picked it up, released it as an original. Uh-huh. So there's, and there's a definite budget to this movie. Hands down. Like, it's, it's on the screen. You can see it. Like This is not just like a... a couple million dollar movie that was you know made for netflix or whatever oh like, no this is not that netflix doesn't have stupid netflix money because they do but this was this was made with studio backing yeah originally um and i i gotta say too the uh the director his name is nick i don't know how to say his last name I, i'm just gonna say is it Matthau? Matthau. Is that no? This, look at me. That the, look at me. Is that the same or way Matthew. walter Matthau's could be, name is spelled it could be it could be matthew, matthew. i would say matthew yeah. Uh, this is his own only feature. Yeah, so he pretty damn impressive for his only feature. Yeah, his IMDb is pretty barren. Like, there's nothing there. So it's one other thing called uh, I the forgot wind. what it's the wind and and this. So oh. I, you know, it's the wind, you dumbass. <laughs> the wind. <laughs> so hats off to him. I thought he did a really good job. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I like the uh, I, like, I like the idea that they introduced um, a little bit further into the movie too. There was a uh, uh, there's some kids that got introduced. Yeah. And I like that aspect of the movie. It kind of gave the movie a little bit more heart, if you will. Oh, yeah. Uh, There's one scene in particular where uh, the girl, I think she's probably, what, 13, 12, 13 years old, the older girl? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Her and I believe it's her brother, her little brother is Mm -hmm. with him. Yeah. And uh, there's a scene where the little brother may or may not survive. (laughs) Come on. Whatever. It's, It's not that huge a part of the movie, but like... Sort of uh, is, yeah. It's it's kind of a it's for a movie like this that is about ghosts <laughs> and weird tech and stuff. Uh-huh. It kind of pulled on my heartstrings a little bit watching the uh, the little boy 
die and this girl i don't know i don't know it's, yeah, sorry, it's confirmed so, folks he does die sorry, he may sorry, or may not but he does sorry for the heavy spoilers <laughs> I, I was gonna say that we were gonna try to avoid spoilers kind of in this episode it, but, it has no effect on the movie the kid didn't really matter okay <laughs> <laughs> okay um and then, okay so we get to the uh, third act though like we were talking about how it shifts a little bit so you suddenly have the this the the army or military people that are using regular guns to suddenly they're using the BFG from Doom. Yeah. And like like just destroying these specters with reverse polarity pulse cannons. And then you suddenly have this giant robot that looks like a dog. Yeah. Like where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> from science. I, science. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> they look, they did. They looked like well even somebody even said like they're they're like, what's that? And it's like, oh, that's the that's the AR fucking <laughs> people, and they're like, "Oh damn, it looks like a Rottweiler." Yeah, it's like, damn straight, it does. It looks awesome. But this is where the whole Neil, my Neil Bloomcap thing comes into play. Suddenly, you have all these soldiers that are decked out in high grade armor and like <laughs> like helmets and these giant guns, and you have this giant machine dog that's with you. <laughs> two like, two things. What the, what the fuck just happened in this movie? Two things regarding the armor. I I like how because I understand Klein's building this new arsenal form and everything yeah. but they where did they get all the brand new high-tech armor <laughs> with know. like the awesome mask and awesome mask science. by the it's way awesome like those you got it from awesome. science james have you ever seen the uh the uva bowl movie rampage mm, no look at the cover I, i'm gonna show you right now the cover okay. of spectral this movie that we're talking about right okay. now i'm gonna show you this that's the cover of spectral yeah, i'm looking at it right now right there yep. And this is the cover of Rampage by Uva Show Bull. Me. It's the same wow. damn thing. Ah, it's the same thing, no. except for this kid's wearing a no. a, a, a ballistic the Rampage helmet. One, a, the Rampage one looks like he's wearing ski goggles. Well, he's well, he's wearing a paintball mask, essentially. Yeah, and that's not spectral. You're wrong. No, it's, I'm it's, calling you out. You're it's wrong. Close. What are you talking about? It looks totally the same. <laughs> I bet it was designed by the same guy, just with more money. <laughs> and then the second thing, I actually I really appreciated that... Um, the character of uh, General Orland, Bruce Greenwood, he's giving a speech, like, you know, the quintessential speech where they're Today about to... Today, we celebrate our independence Exactly. Day. Thank you, Bill Pullman. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I had in mind. He's standing up on... I the exact like, He's same standing thing. up there, and he's, like, giving his speech. But I love the fact that he brought up that we're dealing with untested weapons. Because the entire time that uh, Klein is building these weapons, I was like, you're going to build all these things and then send your send your guys out to fight these things without ever seems- testing these weapons? And he he specifically brings it up. He's like, you're going out there with untested weapons. And I was like, thank you. Thank Let's you for bringing though, that up. It because- would take a grand total of about 10 minutes, though, just to bring a gun outside and fire it once. Why didn't they test them? I don't know. <laughs> there wasn't time. Well, and also because you would deplete your resources. Like, it was obvious. Like, if you shot one of those guns once, that one cartridge on the side, boom, it's done. You're right, because they didn't shoot those guns about a thousand times per gun to shoot Shut one up. Spectre. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut your stupid mouth. All right. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you have any favorite parts of this movie? Um, I guess. Uh, one of my favorite parts is... Uh, we're talking about they have this giant uh they're talking about the guns mm-hmm. and uh at the very end of the movie one of the random soldiers that has never used this 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 tech in a day in his life <clears throat> suddenly knows how to hook up like 17 guns well, all this, up to one this was not cannon. a random soldier this was captain sessions sorry captain this sessions. guy's been around the block 
You don't know, Mike. I apologize, Captain Sessions. Yeah. <laughs> he hooks up like ten guns though, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like links them like you're like you're linking hard drives to computers, one to the next to the next, into this giant pulse cannon, and shoots like the the biggest round into like this giant spectral tornado, spiral <laughs> spiraling spectral tornado. Um. I don't know. It's just a cool scene. I, I just thought and it was the, cool. The recoil, like yeah, it, it, just, it kicks so much that it just him back, throws like, him back. What's funny is if if Klein wasn't doing what he was doing at the time, mm-hmm. that would have all been for naught. Do you realize that? Him shooting yeah. that giant blast yeah, into the tornado would be completely useless yeah. if Klein wasn't doing what he was doing at the time. I'm not gonna say what he was yeah. doing because that would spoil the entire ending. But uh, but yeah. And 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 uh, it, well, did the ending strike you as very matrixy? Um, a little it bit. It was very matrixy to me, like just just in 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 the setup of how how the beings. Yeah, well, the, the, were I was just gonna I was just gonna existing. say I was yeah. just gonna say there's a bit at the end where you find out where these things come from and mm-hmm. and and what they are. We're not going to get into that though, because that would completely be giving away the entire movie. Yeah, Stop it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say what I'm I'm not gonna say what I'm thinking, but I will say. <laughs> I, I do like the... Wait, 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 wait. Is this... Are you about to give away something big? Uh, Probably. All right, yeah, stop. I'm not going to say Just it. stop. <laughs> I liked the ending. Okay, I'll say yes, that. I did like the ending, too. I like this whole movie. I would uh, I would suggest it if you're a fan of sci-fi. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, guns. and... Guns. And pulse polarity. Pulse, pulse polarity. There you <laughs> and, go. <laughs> and spectral beings. Uh, this yeah. is the movie for you. So yeah. go Jim, check it out. Jim, I, Mike, and Justin give it five thumbs out of six. <laughs> the, <laughs> the only thing that would have made this movie better is if Spectrovision would have put it out. Uh, the only thing that would have made it better. I can't disagree with you. Wait. Okay, no, I can't disagree with you. <laughs> I was going to say, I can't disagree with you more, but that's the opposite of what oh, I wanted to say. Go. Anyway, so let's move on to right. the last movie that we're talking about for tonight. And, the whole reason that we chose this topic. And this is this is a good one, too, because our good buddy Jay watched this one as well. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah, boy. This is Death Note 2017. Let's try to be as spoiler-free yeah, on this one this as literally possible, just came out it just came week. out Friday. Yep. So let's try to, you know. I've been I've been looking forward to watching this for so long, Me too. And, and I'm happy that I watched it when it was still new, mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed to everything else. Usually, where we wait <laughs> two years to see it. Yes. Um, so uh, Death Note from 2017. Uh, if you're not familiar with the manga, is that how you say that? Yeah. Manga, manga, Man- man- manga. I always call it manga. And the, so ma- manga is the are the that's the books, yes. right? It's a whole series. And then uh, uh, it's Japanese. It's Japanese. Uh, graphic novels basically. and then anime is, is so this has been in the form of both manga and anime yeah it started off as manga it was an original book series and right. then there was an anime that was based off of it I think it's one season uh, or one you know one uh, collection that uh, that was based off of it and now we have the live action film that was adapted for US audiences right so if you are not familiar with the story the story goes like this Light Turner, a bright student, stumbles across a mystical notebook that has the power to kill any person whose name he writes in it. Light decides to launch a secret crusade to rid the streets of criminals. Soon, the student-turned-vigilante finds himself pursued by a famous detective known only by the alias L. Fucking L. Yeah. Um, I... <laughs> let's just get... Let's get this right out in the open. I have not read the manga. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I have uh, unfortunately never seen. I've heard a lot of good things about both the manga and the uh, 
the uh, anime. Yes. I've never seen either one of them. Neither I have plan, I. I plan on going back and watching some of the anime. Um, I, I've, se- I've seen the character of uh, Ryuk tons of times, and I always wondered what he was from. Mm-hmm. Like a long time ago, I was like, man, that character looks awesome. I was like, what is he from? Too. Ryuk. Or Ryuk. And I... And I and I always wondered what he was from, and then I finally found out he was from Death Note, and uh, and now here a few years down the road is the American release of Death Note, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Adam Wingard. We just talked about last week. Yeah, just put out um, Blair Witch. Yep. Blair Witch. And did what else did we talk about? Uh, he's there? doing Godzilla versus oh, yeah, King Kong. Yeah, he, exactly. Uh, he's done a ton of stuff. Look him yes. up. Like I'm sure you've heard of at least one or two things he's done. <clears throat> VHS. Uh, oh yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was. Yeah, he did yeah. a couple segments of VHS. Um, so, like I like I was saying, uh, I'm gonna say uh, an unpopular opinion as far as the fans of the original manga and anime are concerned. I really like this movie. Yeah, that's that's where like we we're coming from a completely different perspective since we didn't see the original stuff. Uh, where yeah, I liked it as well. <laughs> I actually really liked it yeah. a lot. Um, I think a lot of the a lot of people who grew up reading the manga, or uh, or found it later, or whatever, watched the anime, you know, they, they have a certain idea of what it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. and so when it gets when it gets remade into something different, not <clears throat> all the stuff from the originals in there, they changed it. Um, I get coming off the heels of a show where we just talked about that with Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. It's it seems kind of backwards to say oh well that doesn't matter but this <laughs> not was, to say that it doesn't matter but it's this just, was we're not... done well though like nightmare wasn't whatever we're not getting back into it well it was done well according to us i, I mean Fair. if you if there's if a you, bit of a hypocrisy there but whatever well it's a, yeah i mean if it if you look at it's it's weird because uh because we're not fans of the original mm-hmm. or maybe we we will be down the line because we're not fans of the original we don't mean to go against what fans of the original yeah. are saying we because, just have a very because different perspective. some of you might listen to this if if you are a fan of the original and think that we're complete idiots because we like this movie but we don't know the source material the same mm-hmm. sense as our last week episode nightmare on elm street like exactly. if you never saw any of the originals you maybe you were weren't around during them days and you grew up watching the new remake right and you're like i love this movie how could they hate on certain things like that yeah there are i mean there there might be people like from our from last week's episode there might be people who only know the new nightmare yeah. on elm street and they love it you know well those people don't matter <laughs> you people <laughs> suck but that, but but our opinion is yeah. the exact same as the because I was reading some re, like I don't I don't typically read reviews on uh, IMDb because so many uh, oh my don't yeah don't don't read those comment I, boards they're no, crazy I, I dude. really I really usually don't but I had to know like after I watched this I was like that was a that was a fun movie that was a good mm-hmm. movie I liked it so I got on IMDb I saw that it's, it's sitting at a four point seven I was like really so I I I didn't really take into consideration that there are people who are just rabid fans of the source it's, material yeah. and and when you get on there almost every single review yeah. is from a fan of the original yeah. and they're like don't waste your I fucking think, time they didn't know what they were Wingard, doing and it's like Adam Wingard talked about this uh, he just did the movie crypt recently yeah. and he talked about how they knew going into it that people weren't going to like you know the, those rabid fans were all, they're always going to find something wrong with with a remake right they're always going to same way that we did with the new the new nightmare, I suppose. Right. Um, well, not new nightmare, but the the new nightmare. <laughs> That's confusing. The new nightmare. Um, 
but that all that aside, we liked it, and yeah. we're gonna go forth talking about it as such. Yes. Um, okay, so I didn't know that fucking Willem Dafoe was the voice of Ryuk. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I that was, I probably a, that was a big draw it, for me. <laughs> I probably could have just read it somewhere, but I didn't, and I was blown away by go. Oh my god, the fact that you have Willem Dafoe's voice. Coming out of this creepy ass creature, mm-hmm. it it's the perfect it fit. <laughs> shouldn't work. Why? It shouldn't, but it does. Why should that not work? Willem, Willem Dafoe big... is. I love Willem Dafoe. Don't get me wrong, but he's one of the creepiest because people I alive. Because I expect, I expect like your your typical demon voice to come out of something that looks like that. You know, um, and you're getting a just man's voice, like a normal voice, and his mannerisms. One of my favorite parts of the whole movie comes from his mannerisms, mm-hmm. uh, Ryuk's. Like his physical mannerisms? Yes. Yeah. Because that was done by somebody else. No, I know. I, I understand that. But I'm just saying the character, though. Like, yeah. The, the way that the character was portrayed both in person and in voice mm-hmm. was such a... Uh, it was contradictory to the way that it looked. You know? Yeah. Like, it yeah. looks like something from your fucking dream, like nightmares. Like, yeah, he talks to you like it's your best friend. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you're expecting this ancient demon, which you think of like, uh, yeah, like, like he's supposed to have you this. found my book. <laughs> like, you know, like that's what I expect to hear from <laughs> what? From uh, <laughs> Inspector Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> the claw. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's such a juxtaposition, though, between the look and then the the character yeah like, I don't know I loved it I thought I like weird oddball choices like that though yeah me too and, and so it really really worked for me um yeah so you you end up with this uh this kid in high school he's uh he gets he gets picked on he's sort of a a loner and uh he gets this death note this book this mm-hmm. this notebook kind of falls into his lap it literally just falls <laughs> it falls from the sky during a during a, a rainstorm and lands right next to him and he picks it up there's a bunch of rules written in it and uh and a bunch of names written in it and he starts to read it he just kind of like puts it aside whatever yeah doesn't really seem too off put by the fact that a notebook came falling from hundreds of feet he him. also didn't really <laughs> seem all that put off by the fact that he's talking to a demon at first either. Well, I mean, he does freak out at first, but he gets over it really quickly. <laughs> you know, that scene apparently was one of the scenes that a lot of the uh, the the fans of the source material had a huge problem with. Really? Like, uh, so our intro from the episode tonight was basically the scene where uh, Light Turner first comes in contact with Ryuk. Screams like a bitch. Yeah, he's freaking out about it, which <laughs> is understandable. That's exactly how you would react if this giant spiky demon were standing yeah. in front of you. But people had a huge problem with that because uh, apparently in the... Uh, and like I said, I'd, I'd love to go back and see some of the source material, but like apparently in the originals, uh, Light is this very like cool, calm, calculating sociopath. Uh-huh. So when he first comes into contact with Ryuk, there's no freaking out. Like he just kind of accepts the fact that this is just what I was I read. Like yeah. I don't know this for sure. But so people had people had a problem with with the fact that he like freaked out when he first sees him. You know what I mean? I wonder if I I don't, I don't know if uh if the character of um Mia was in the in the manga. I don't know. Actually, I didn't yes, read it. she was. Okay, well, she sort of takes on or, that. Or a character like her, anyway. I feel like she sort of takes on those characteristics. She because, does, yeah. Because the first time that she 
hears she can't she doesn't see Ryuk obviously, but she understands what's happening and that the book is real. Mm-hmm. She doesn't skip a beat right at all. Like she's very cool, calm, and collective about the whole entire thing, right? And very sociopathic. Sociopathic, yeah. yeah. Um, so I wonder if maybe that's again. I haven't read the manga, so maybe they took the, that character and kind of made that into her a little bit more. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Like I said, I don't. <laughs> we don't. Know. We're coming in cold here. But so I it's... like the character of me on this. Why? Why? No, seriously, why? Because she was a really good antagonist to him like which was not the bad guy in this. which she is i mean he I, you know like he's a demon he's, so obviously he is kind of the antagonist but it was that was an interesting twist for me to find out that mia was the sort of the antagonist oh he's giving away spoilers now well <laughs> sorry yeah oh damn it all right that's the only spoiler i'll give it i'll give um, away she but she isn't she isn't yeah i know you know she, what i mean it's an it's a very interesting antagonist. She has a story, and you follow her story throughout. And she be, she starts off one way and becomes something else. You know? Right. I mean, she's always kind of the outcast, kind of punk chick or whatever. But like, I don't know. Which, by the way, like, no, like she's. Why are you even a cheerleader? Yeah, <laughs> she's she's literally like on top of the pyramid or whatever the hell. Like she's like up on somebody's shoulders and she's got her arms crossed, like, smoking like, a cigarette. <laughs> I'm like I hate this. This is so stupid. And it's like, why are you a cheerleader then? Stop cheerleading. And you can she... even tell from the start like that she had that she was sort of like crazy or on the edge a little bit. You yeah, know? yeah. Like um, when he was sitting up in the the bleachers, I'll try not to give anything away from it, but she kind of like jumped down and slid over really quickly. Like, what you doing over there? And mm-hmm. they had that like crazy psychotic person kind of uh, uh-huh, attitude yeah. towards it you know yeah and the, and and it just like it just increases over the uh, the course of the entire movie they begin uh I, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to quit to, to give away, to give away the fact that they they become involved with each other yeah, sure and uh that and, was expected well they, yeah and they, they they're kind bond, of partners throughout the entire but they, thing they sort of bond over this sociopathic love for killing bad people Right, they really do, and and it's kind of creepy. Even though he's more level-headed about it, because well, he actually thinks he's doing good. I was gonna say, I think she gets off on the killing, whereas he gets off on the justice. That's why I was gonna say, like he's not so much a sociopath about it. Like he really thinks that he's doing a good thing. Like he's mm-hmm. only taking out the bad guys. Yeah, if you haven't if you haven't picked it up by by now, he ends up showing her the book, showing her. That Ryu exists. They do. They do this kind of cool thing where he very specifically writes instructions in the book, and then they watch it unfold on TV. Because he tried. No, never mind. Yeah. So <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, anything like so he, he writes a. So the the rules of the book are: if you have a, a person's name and you if you have their face in mind, and you write their name in the book, uh, you can write their name in the book, and then they'll die. But you can also specify when how, and how when and how they will die. Yep. Within forty-eight hours, and uh, and <laughs> some of the deaths in this movie, I was pretty surprised. The first, the first, the first one with the ladder. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, oh, oh god! <laughs> that's why. That's why I'm really kind of. I'm I'm really liking these like Netflix Netflix originals. Like not not just their movies, but their uh, their shows and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They really don't pull any punches. No, they do. They do. They do what they want. Like, yeah. Which is pretty fucking the, cool. Uh, the style of the deaths almost reminded me of like a Final Destination. You kind of like yeah, how they were exactly. set up, you know? Yeah, it, it's, uh, a few of them definitely. It's like, like oh shit, it's few. coming, it's coming. Oh, the screw's loosening. <laughs> and then it doesn't happen and then something else changes, you know? Yeah, it's awesome. I really like that aspect uh-huh. of it. Yeah, so did I. Um, uh, did you have any like favorite parts of the movie? 
yeah, like I said, my one of my favorite parts is in um, it's it's in Ryuk's mannerisms. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the second time that Light sees Ryuk. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in his bedroom, and he kind of calls him out of the closet a little bit by giving him apples, which I'm sure there's some symbology there. Uh, symbology, it's symbol. <laughs> oh, dude, wait! Come on! I'm sorry. <sighs> yeah, Willem you, Dafoe. The you connect- are you I, are letting me yeah, down. Yeah, I completely fucked up that. So connection. letting me down. Symbolism. Was the symbolism? No, um, uh, actually, I did watch a scene from one of the original movies, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a there's a scene where um, Light is <laughs> he, wait original he, movies, one of the original animes. Oh, okay. There's a scene where Light is uh, he, he, he like at this point L, which we haven't even talked about. Yeah, L, yeah. At this point, L is like on Tim, so he's he's he looks like he's sitting there doing homework. And eating a bag of potato chips, but he actually has a tiny TV inside of his bag of potato chips, and he's taking down names of people that need to die next. And the whole time, uh, Ryuk is on the floor behind him, literally having withdrawal from apples. So really? he's like addicted to apples. Huh. Okay. We need to go back and watch some of the yeah, original stuff to get to get what they're actually talking this about. This is a half cocked review. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it, it is what it is. Like it's it's coming like. I'd say most of the people who are watching it on, on Netflix are oh, not haven't seen the are not people yeah. who have seen the originals. So, um, but back to my favorite part though. Yeah. So they're in uh, Light's room, and uh, Ryuk makes himself <clears throat> known, and he pronounces uh, Light's reading from the book, and he goes, "Ryuk is not your friend." And then Ryuk mm-hmm. presents himself sitting on the bed, and he goes, "It's pronounced Ryuk," and 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 so and then Light looks at him, and he goes, "Oh." Uh, Sorry, and then Ryuk looks at him. He just kind of shrugs his shoulders. He goes, "Yeah, like, like I, I, you have to see it to kind of get it over." But it's such such a a, a human. You just like the fact that he was just a nor- like a, just kind of a normal, like a normal dude, dude. Like, yeah, sitting like, on his bed. Like, yeah, no hard feelings. <laughs> like, like, like I, I don't know why that that's that little thing though. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. It, just it, to see this weird thing that shouldn't be sitting because what it, the- and what it does. Yes, it's this weird thing sitting there, and it shouldn't have these mannerisms. Mm-hmm. But but even more than that though, that one little like one second thing that he does explains his entire character. Because up until then, you know nothing about Ryuk. Mm-hmm. You, like the only time that you've seen him is in the uh, the first time that you see him. He's this creepy being that kills a guy and this and that. Right. You don't see his personality, and you you understand his entire personality from that one little shoulder shrug and headcock. Like he doesn't care. He's just yeah. along for the ride. Yeah, and you, he, you know, and he likes what he does, and you you understand everything that you need to know about that character in one second, and I, that and that's huge. Like that's a, such a huge point for that mm-hmm. character. I loved it. Yeah, I thought for it was sure. so cool. Um, before we continue with like favorite parts and stuff, we should we should talk about the character the of L. Yeah, yeah. Because I really liked his character a yep. lot. Yep. I thought he was awesome. Um, L is essentially like this, like Brainchild. like super detective. Like he was, uh, you 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 kind of find out. I don't I don't think this is too crazy on the spoilers. Let's say, but you, as a child, he was subjected to tests. He was basically <laughs> well, he was basically raised to be a super yes. detective, yeah. you know. And and now he is, you know, he's a young man, but he's amazing at what he does. Mm-hmm. But I really like there's a there's a shift about halfway through the movie where he goes from being this like completely enigmatic super detective like. You know, he's got his face covered, and you really can't get a read on him. And then there's a shift where, like, 
you you start to get a bit of like like real human emotion from him, mm-hmm. and from that point in the movie, he almost kind of it's like a he down, becomes like manic. It's a downward spiral for him. Yep. Like he yeah he actually becomes it's almost childlike. It's like because you find out that he's been basically bred as a super detective. Mm-hmm. Maybe he didn't have a real childhood. Maybe. And so like so from from this point where he stops getting his way in a way like it it's almost like once things stop going his way he becomes almost sort of childlike it's like the linchpin got pulled out and his entire self just started imploding like right. and he didn't know how to react and to what was going and on and he's emotional and he's mm-hmm. like worried and it's like it complete completely polarizing his from the beginning of the movie and and like midway through the movie into the end Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really cool. Do you think, is there a part of you that thinks that, uh, and, if, and if I'm getting into territory that gives stuff away, stop me. But do you think, and they don't talk about this in the movie. Did L know about Ryuk? Because he hit his face, wouldn't use his real name, and it seemed very deliberate. Uh, I don't think so, because he, he actually makes mention at some point that he has... He doesn't really go into how he's deduced this, but like he believes that whoever is carrying out these killings needs a name and a face. Yeah. I don't I don't think he necessarily knows about Ryuk. I think he just knows It's a very that. specific thing to know about the character I, though. I didn't think about it at the time, but thinking about it now that you mentioned, I could see how that could Yeah, I, I'm cross wondering into if that. I'm wondering if there's like a backstory there that, that in this movie they just don't even touch or get into, but they could in subsequent movies mm-hmm. to where like he could be the guy that's been following him like trying to you know yes that's how he got on this case trying to, to find the book like or... he was like he's been following certain things like this through his whole career and now this is like his this is like his big he's finally got this guy nailed down you know yeah that's interesting maybe that's that's what I got from him because like I said he was hiding his face wouldn't use his name he was very enigmatic like he like, he just but he because, like he knew the rules and he wasn't going to play to them. But he knew I, even if he even if he had figured out the rules about you know like this person who's carrying these things out like he doesn't he doesn't necessarily know that it's Ryuk. How would he know? Cuz only the person only the the uh the person who has the book maybe can L see had Ryuk. the book at one point in time. Who was well, the now um, you're getting into like something. Yeah. Before Light had the book, when was the last kill that was written in there? Do they I I forget. Um, do they show the last kill? They um, they briefly scan through the, the yeah, names. Yeah, like that. they go through the page real quick. I don't know if there's like some kind of clue in there. Well, they that definitely would... don't highlight any of them, but maybe if you paused it and looked at it or something, there could be a little clue in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, They'd leave it open for the watcher's imagination. That's <laughs> exactly, exactly it. <laughs> Another thing that I, love, that I love about the character of Ryuk is that he tries to get light to like leave him alone. He goes, if this isn't what you want to do, just hide the book somewhere and I'll find somebody else. Like, Ryuk is not, like, like pressuring him into doing it. He's actually giving him every out in the world to not not do this stuff. Because typically it'd be the opposite. Like, when, yeah. he, when he started talking about it, like, oh, I don't know. And you think he'd be like, well, you're going to do it. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Kind of and thing. it's not and he's like, like that at all. Don't do it, then that's like, fine. Like, he explains to him, like, if there's a, if there's a uh, thing about the rules that Light is questioning, Ryuk tells him exactly how it is and how he can get around it. And it's like, uh, he's very but upfront about nice everything. Super demon. <laughs> right? I'd be friends with him. No, but it at one point he says uh because light kind of is is asking him who had the book before him and then at one point ryuk says to him 
because he seems like he's being nice. He says, like, just put it away for seven days. I'll give it to somebody else. But then he makes he makes a comment, and he says, um, but do you know who the first person I'm going to suggest to kill is? I think I think he meant, like, if you, if you put it away and you don't do this, I'm going to suggest that the next person writes your name. But that only came after there started to be a disconnect between the two characters. You know, like, if he would have, at the very get-go, said, if you can't handle this, then I'll find somebody else. It's totally fine. Like, he gives them an out before they even have a relationship. Well, but at the same time, like, that's that seems a little manipulative. Like, if you... if if somebody is if somebody's like giving you a task like just imagine not it's that it's not killing people like just imagine some some random odd job yeah <laughs> some random task i just made i just made <laughs> i just made a james bond reference and a austin powers <laughs> reference in the same sentence if somebody's giving you a random task and they say oh but hey if you can't handle it i'll go i'll, I'll go find somebody else you're gonna yeah. go no fuck you i i got this i can do it oh sure i can see that too i, I think it was a too. bit manipulative he, he was he kept telling him oh no no you know put it away put it away if you can't do this if you can't handle it if you're too weak yeah oh, and enough, of course sure. if, if somebody's telling you that you're gonna be like no i got this so who knows maybe there was a backstory maybe l did have the book before maybe that's why we you know they didn't show his real name Maybe the manga tells Maybe, uh, everything. That's say, possible. We have to go back and check it out. If anybody is a fan of the manga yeah. or the anime yeah, and you're listening straight. to us right now and we sound like complete idiots, make sure you let us know mm-hmm. because we love being corrected. Quick, we, uh, <laughs> we have a little segment about it. <laughs> Quick thing on L. Did you know what else he's been in? I uh, know. He played Snoop Dogg in Straight Outta Compton. Oh, did he really? Oh, and no he shit. was also in Get Out where he played Andrew Logan King. Oh, my God, he was. He was the 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 the... The guy, yes. If anybody who's seen Get Out knows I, what we're talking about. I still haven't seen Get Out. He's, he's, he's like the black dude that um, the the white people basically oh. make white. If, if That's a really it, bad way of saying it. That's basically um, what it is. Is it is it when... Uh, when um, What's the boyfriend? Who, who plays the boyfriend? I, I, I can't I forget remember his name. his name. He goes he goes to like, oh, hey, what's up, when man? He, he goes, goes to, he goes to like give him a fist, fist bump, bump or something, and that guy do, like looks at Doesn't him like, know, what yeah. the hell are you yep. doing? Yep. A, that's him? Yes. Okay, right on. Yeah, cool. So, that's uh, Lakeith Stanfield, by the way. Yeah. Uh, we never really went through the the cast on this one. Uh, Nat Wolf plays Light Turner. Lakeith mm-hmm. Stanfield plays L. Margaret Qualley plays Mia Sutton, and Shea Wiggum uh, plays James Turner, who is Light Turner's Le- father. Yeah, Light Turner's father. There's a whole story Shea- with him to watch the movie though. We yeah, Shea- to get into that. Uh, yeah, Shea Wiggum's character James is a he's a a, a, poli- he's a, he's a detective, a, yeah. a police detective. I did you? He, I think he does like um, what are they in, internal affairs? Because it seems like at some point, like when he starts to think that it might be an inside job, that's when he kind of takes over the See, case. See, right? I took no, I took that as he's like the cops thought that Kira is the the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah, and so why are you looking into bringing this guy down? You just mentioned the name Kira. We never really brought that up, but basically, Light Turner, when he starts writing people's names down in the book, he decides to. Make himself out to be an entity. Basically, uh, he's to sign like his a, work. Like a god. Like he makes himself out to be a god mm-hmm. to strike fear into the hearts of criminals. And, and you know, yeah. that's, they, that's... So he a, goes by the name of Kira. That's like a that's a, that's a whole mess of stuff yeah. we could get into, which we won't. Just go watch the movie. It's on Netflix. There's no reason to not watch it. And it's really cool. Yeah, Unless I, I you're like a fan a of the original. And then you might not think that it's very cool. But you should go watch it anyway and then tell us what you thought. 
and, and I then we'll, and then we'll it. tell you you're wrong. <laughs> then we'll say fuck you. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's I think that's about that's it. it. That's all I have to say about that movie. I so, I liked it. I, I I'm looking forward to the sequels, which there definitely will be. They want to. They they basically said Netflix is ready to do it, providing this one. Goes the numbers well. are yep. good. Did you think that the end, like when you saw the end, did you guys think like without like giving without, without giving too much away? How did the very very end strike you? Like the very last scene. Well, yeah, that you have you have L. Who now has uh, something in his possession, and you have so cryptic, <laughs> and you have other characters who are now in their position. What did you think about about the very end? Without trying to give too much away, um, I thought that it was very, um, it was very convenient. I'll say that it it, it was set up it was set up to be left off the way that it was, you <clears> know. Um, but it makes sense that it is. I'll, I'll say. Well, what did you think? I, I thought it was leading towards one direction, not the the group, and then it um, and then That's it it, 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 it kind of twisted a little bit to go in a direction that I didn't necessarily expect. That's fair. I think that they left it to where if if it doesn't do well, they can leave it the way it is, mm-hmm. and you can just assume that uh, L did what he wanted to do, mm-hmm. and if they if the numbers. If it does well, then they can continue. Yeah, I, I, and and I don't want to say now, too much more. But now, like, give stuff but away. now with any sequels, L will have kind of uh, an advantage or an yeah. upper hand. Yeah, without giving too much away, which I might have just you, now. I think you might have. Well, not as much as you do. We should have did a movies. whole <laughs> plot <laughs> right. through tonight where we could have been like, so Light shows up to a place and he does stuff. Does a thing. Be very vague about the entire thing to and, not give any spoilers. And then it. another person does a thing. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> so speaking of things, if you want to find us on social media, <laughs> you can find us on SoundCloud, Instagram, <gasps> Facebook, and Horror Amino at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. Um, one thing that we don't mention very often is that we are on iTunes. We are. On you iTunes. can find us there. If you have an Apple phone or an Apple iPad or whatever, press that little podcast just, button just and hit search. That, hit that little purple the button, Buzzkill baby. Podcast. Or if you even just have an Apple, eat it. It's good for you. <laughs> it's it's good. Give it's it healthy. to Ryu. <laughs> um, but I yeah. I th- comment though and and rate the show. It, it, it helps. You some, just give yeah. it a star. Yeah, or five stars. I actually want to. I, I actually want to give a shout out to uh, username Cuvel, mm-hmm. aka Christina, uh, aka Alex's girlfriend from Beyond the Void, who gave us a, a really nice review on iTunes. And uh, and if you're listening to this, and if you're a fan of the show, and you have iTunes, please go on and give us a review. It actually bumps up our numbers and, and, and bumps us up in the iTunes standings. I don't know exactly how that works, but gonna, I know it's I know it's better to have reviews than to not have reviews. We're, so. we're currently sitting at, in podcasts, uh, I want to say that we're like number like one million out of one million. Yeah. So we might go up to, you know... 999999 which would be super big which would be really be big huge. for us so. be huge <laughs> so uh, the biggest a, a podcast huge, numbers you've ever seen a huge thank you to her thank you so much you are awesome 
And uh, anybody else who's listening, if you could help us out with that, that'd be amazing. But if you don't want to and you just want to tell us to fuck off, yeah. find us on social media and, and, and do so. Or, or tell your friends to listen to us and then they can tell us to fuck off. <laughs> exactly. Tell your mama. Tell your pappy. They can all tell us to fuck off. <laughs> if you want to find J-J-J-J-Raj. Follow on social media at Ocean Recording. Also go to www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. Don't tell Jay to fuck off though. No, he actually don't. does good work. No, he's actually a solid <laughs> dude. You don't want to. You don't want to do that. You want that on your conscience, you know? Like, like, who wants to go to bed with that? <laughs> yep. All right, boys. Well, good time. Everybody, hit Netflix. Watch these movies. Oh, that was lame. Grab, and, a, grab a glass. Or, oh, you want grab a, a glass, glass bottle? There we go. Cheers. Ah, there it is. Cheers, boys. <laughs>